0: Welcome to You News, the podcast, using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Monday, February 3rd. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. Chinese officials confirming that more than 17,000 of its citizens have now been infected by the coronavirus as the death toll passes 350. After Republicans in the United States Senate refuse to hear from witnesses, closing arguments begin as the trial of President Donald Trump begins to wrap up. And all eyes on Iowa, a large group of Democratic contenders hoping to score big in the Hawkeye State, a report from Des Moines. This and much more today on You News, recorded live from our newsroom in Miami. Hello and welcome to You News for Monday, February 3rd. I'm Andrea Linares. We begin today with the latest on the coronavirus. China accusing the U.S. of overreacting as the number of cases jumps to 11 in the U.S. and more than 17,300 worldwide. So far, 362 deaths have been reported. Lorraine Caceres has the latest.
1: Overnight, new confirmed cases of the coronavirus in America. A husband and wife in San Benito County, California, contracting the virus. The husband had been in Wuhan, China. The wife had not. Neither one has left their home. In Boston over the weekend, a student at the University of Massachusetts is hospitalized, diagnosed days after returning from Wuhan. There is no fear right now of coronavirus as far as spreading to the city of Boston or to my knowledge to of the Massachusetts, and we just want people, to understand that the CDC working to find and test all the people the patient came in contact with on Sunday afternoon authorities implementing tighter travel restrictions.
2: Any U.S. citizen returning to the United States who has been in Hubei province in the previous 14 days will be subject to up to 14 days of mandatory quarantine. Any U.S. citizen returning to the United States who has been in the rest of mainland China within the previous 14 days, will undergo proactive entry health screening at a select number of ports of entry and up to 14 days of monitored self-quarantine.
1: The restrictions even tighter for international travelers.
2: Foreign nationals, other than immediate family of U.S. citizens and permanent residents who have traveled in China within the last 14 days will be denied entry into the United
1: States. All flights from China into the U.S. now funneled into seven airports. Those airports are JFK, uh, Chicago's O'Hare, in San Francisco, Seattle, Atlanta, Honolulu, and LAX. China sending a very strong response to the U.S. for not providing any medical supplies and help and instead imposing travel restrictions on the Chinese, calling it an overreaction that has prompted other countries like Australia and New Zealand to follow, isolating a nation of 1.4 billion people. Today a flight of American evacuees was delayed on short notice, China saying for now it doesn't have space to allow the entry of empty planes. Meanwhile, the first death outside of China has been reported. A man in the Philippines, the 44-year-old Chinese national, died Saturday after flying in from Wuhan.
2: The standard procedure natin is to, of course, dispose, bury, or dispose otherwise the body as soon as possible. And it's not that we handle it, of course, as potentially infectious, the no, cadaver, and being treated with care. And, of course, the cremation will be done as
1: soon as As scientists around the world work to find a vaccine in Thailand, doctors think they may have found a treatment. They've seen the condition of several patients improve by using a combination of flu and HIV medicine. Medical teams in Wuhan have two new hospitals dedicated to treating people infected by the coronavirus. The first facility, built in just one week, started accepting patients today. The second facility will be open and operating before the end of this week. Andrea, back to you. Lorraine, thanks so much for that information.
0: And Apple announced over the weekend it was temporarily closing all its stores and offices in China as the number of coronavirus cases soared. While China is one of the largest markets for Apple, analysts say the impact of the store closures on Apple's business should be minimal in the long term. Apple's stock has fallen more than 3% after a strong earnings report last week as investors worried how the spread of the coronavirus could impact the business. The U.S. military is preparing possible quarantine housing for people infected with the coronavirus. Defense Secretary Mark Esper has approved a health and Human Services request to provide military housing for up to 1,000 people who may need to be quarantined upon arrival from overseas travel. Installations include locations at Travis Air Force Base in California and Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. The Department of Health and Human Services will be responsible for all care and security of these evacuees. And the CDC has released new preliminary data about the impact of the current flu season. The agency estimates that between October and the end of January, there were between 19 and 26 million flu-related illnesses here in the U.S. and up to 10,000 deaths. The CDC has a couple of warnings about this data. It's preliminary and there may be even more cases. On Capitol Hill, closing arguments in the Senate impeachment trial of President Donald Trump are underway. This, as President Trump calls the trial a witch hunt and a hoax. The entire matter is likely to come to an end by Wednesday, but Democrats now say the president will face another jury on Election Day of 2020. Closing arguments are playing out on Capitol Hill today. Although many Senate Republicans are ready to acquit President Trump, some are now saying it was wrong for the president to pressure Ukraine into investigating his political rival, Joe Biden. The president has a lot of latitude to,
1: to, to do what he wants to do. Um, again, not what I would have done, but certainly, again, going after corruption, The admissions coming after the
0: Justice Department acknowledged the existence of blocked emails that could provide more insight on why Trump withheld military aid to Ukraine. Still, senators like Lamar Alexander argued Trump's conduct was not impeachable, defending his choice to vote against witnesses and new evidence in the trial. But the trial is quickly approaching the finish line wednesday senators are expected to vote on both articles of impeachment abuse of power and obstruction of congress
1: it's a grand tragedy one of the worst tragedies that the Senate has ever overcome.
0: Democrats were hoping to introduce new documents and witnesses in the trial, like former National Security Advisor John Bolton, but failed to obtain enough votes.
2: The motion is not agreed to.
0: Meanwhile, the president let loose on his rivals and critics, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, in an interview with Fox News host Sean Hannity. I think she's a very confused, very nervous woman. I don't think she wanted to do this. I think she really knew what was going to happen, and it's uh, her worst nightmares happened. And right now, the president is turning his attention on the State of the Union address, which will be held tomorrow night. President Trump joining Bill Clinton as one of only two presidents to deliver the State of the Union after being impeached. Former Secretary of State John Kerry is not running for president. Kerry denied a report that said he was thinking about another run for the White House. An NBC News analyst reportedly heard Kerry mention that he was considering it during a phone conversation. However, Kerry calling that claim categorically false. Kerry was the 2004 Democratic presidential nominee but lost to President George W. Bush. A former Los Angeles mayor is endorsing Michael Bloomberg for the Democratic presidential nomination. Antonio Villarraigosa served in L.A. from 2005 to 2013, and now he's the political coach here for the Bloomberg 2020 campaign. Villarraigosa says the billionaire and former mayor of New York City is has the skills needed to run this nation. And the DNC has announced new debate qualifications for its February debate in Nevada, Opening the door for billionaire Mike Bloomberg to join his fellow candidates on stage for the first time. The party scrapped for the first time the grassroots donor threshold, which has required candidates in every other debate thus far to receive donations from tens of thousands of supporters to qualify. Bloomberg is self-funding his campaign and has refused to accept any donations. And YouTube is posting additional rules on political and election-related misinformation. The world's largest video platform will bar videos that lie about the mechanics of an election and anything that aims to mislead viewers about voting procedures and how to participate in the 2020 census. The Google-owned video service clarified its rules ahead of today's Iowa caucuses. And speaking of Iowa, the first votes of the 2020 race will be cast today in the Buckeye State. Rafael Rodriguez tells us how voters have been feeling leading up to this big day.
2: Finally, it's their turn. Iowa voters poised to render the first verdict of the presidential race.
3: I have never been not willing to take a chance and i think this election we maybe need to take a chance
2: pat mundy has been busy sizing up the field
3: i started first with elizabeth warren and i was very um pro elizabeth in the beginning my next candidate was pete um i've heard him speak twice joe biden he is a source of comfort bernie sanders comes off much more compelling in person than he does on uh, this the
2: screen so monday night whose corner will you be in
3: i have committed to caucus for pete
2: monday a retired teacher has taken full advantage of her front row seat shaking hands with biden and finally coming face to face with her top choice wonderful thanks for being here After a year of listening to candidates at town hall meetings, we are going to win this campaign and through TV ads, Elizabeth Warren is the president this nation needs. Voters are making up their minds. This is the
4: year to play it safe and go with a proven candidate, which I think that's Joe Biden.
2: The signs of the season are everywhere in Iowa, from storefronts to front yards. This time, many voters have been slow to make up their minds as they search for the strongest candidate to challenge President Trump. Their decisions are driven by issues, but above all, electability. On that front, Democrats are torn whether to choose a progressive path.
0: I am supporting uh, Senator Sanders. Why? I just love his message. I think that he has integrity.
2: Or a more pragmatic one. My first choice caucus, I think it's going to go with Amy Globuchar. My second is uncertain. It's that question of second choice that's critical here. Candidates must win at least 15% support in the first round of voting. If they don't, voters turn to plan B. For Hope Bossert, that's Biden. She respects him and is comfortable with him. But after seeing him up close, she wasn't electrified.
0: I have to
5: weigh this out. I like a lot of the new ideas that Tom Steyer has, but I am good with Biden. If he's our guy, I can support him.
2: But not everyone is making that choice. After seeing Biden and Buttigieg on the same day, just before Christmas, Sherry Scheib faced a tough decision.
3: What's a guy to do? I, I don't know yet. I'm, I am I got to think about it and sleep on it. I don't know yet.
2: Rafael Rodriguez, you News.
0: Polls suggest that Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders may have a narrow lead in Iowa, but any of the top four candidates, Sanders, former Vice President Joe Biden, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, and former South Bend Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg could score a victory in the state's unpredictable caucus system. For more on this, let's go to Sacha Preto. She's in Des Moines with the very latest. Sacha, what can you tell us?
3: Hello, the political eyes of the nation are set here in Des Moines as the 1,678 caucuses will take place. For the first time ever, some will be bilingual and others will be completely in Spanish. This is an effort that has taken months, years in the making by activists that say it is important for the 6% of the population that is Hispanic to participate and have an active role. We have seen campaigns like the Bernie Sanders campaign invest a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Pers- Precisely to get the Latino vote for them to come out tonight and caucus as you can see some areas of the city are covered in snow and in others this morning 15 cages like this one with the hashtag don't look away have popped up inside what appears to be a child resembling what happens at these detention centers and I'm going to let you listen to the recording so you can hear the eerie sounds of what some of these children have actually gone through. They have been set by Raíces, which is a group that fights for immigrants' rights. And I want to welcome with us Lucia Alain, she's director of communications. Lucia, why have you placed these cages during this Iowa caucus? We came
4: from Texas bringing these, you know, because right now during all the debates, none of the candidates brought up the topic of immigration and it became a hot topic for a minute and then it wasn't brought up again. And so it's a need for us to bring these cages, to pretty much bring the problem that's happening and continues to happen at the border to them.
3: Some will say that this is disturbing. What would you tell them?
4: You know, a lot of folks say this is disturbing, the sounds of it, and it, it could be very traumatic. But we forget that these kids are living in this trauma on a daily basis, suffering in Yeleras and perreras, literally having to hear this. So we're bringing that sound so folks can kind of wake up.
3: And what do you hope the voters today will get out of this? And how would it impact what decision they make tonight? The voters need to, to think what America is going through
4: and what America is doing to the children and the families that are literally coming here, they're migrating because of everything that's happening. So really, it's for them to think immigration is a cause that needs to be spoken on at these caucuses.
3: Lucia Alain, Director of Communication with Raices. Thank you. We have to say that of the 15 that were originally placed around the city, 10 have already been removed by the police. And we're going to keep an eye of what happens tonight in Iowa because not only uh, do we have these caucuses that are bilingual in Spanish, but there's been a lot of changes in the rules. And some are saying that this may muddy the waters in finding out who is the clear forerunner in uh, the caucus held tonight and who will win the 41 delegates that Iowa has to offer. This is all we have from Des Moines.
0: I'm going to toss it back to you in the studio. Thanks so much, Sacha Preto reporting from Des Moines, Iowa. Today, the Islamic State claimed responsibility for a terror attack on a London street that left three people injured and the knife-wielding attacker shot dead by police. 20-year-old Sudesh Aman had a fake bomb strapped to his chest when he attacked a South London neighborhood. Aman had been released from prison days earlier after serving about half of a three-year sentence for promoting terrorism. Police are now searching homes where the attacker lived. And as the coronavirus outbreak continues, there were 18 Mexican students who left the cities of Xi'an, Tianjin and Harbin to prevent the spread of this disease. And although none of them showed symptoms, health authorities will keep them on a daily medical review for 14 days to make sure they do not develop the disease. Although he's been sentenced to life in prison, life goes on for Joaquin El Chapo Guzman at the infamous ADX Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. But outside, it appears as if his family is still flourishing in plain sight. El Chapo's daughter got married at the end of January in what was an extravagant affair that caught people's attention on social media. Paulina Gomez has more on the controversy behind her special day.
5: This wealthy family had a fancy wedding for El Chapo Guzmán's daughter, Grisel Guadalupe Guzmán López. A mass was held for this intimate ceremony in a cathedral located in Culiacán, Sinaloa, and it was closed to the public. No These are the things that shouldn't be done. The Catholic the Church shall not grant privileges. The bride arrived to the church wearing an exclusive dress designed by Benito Santos, who also worked for former First Lady Angelica Rivera. The area was restricted to prevent people from attending the ceremony. The guests arrive here in fancy cars. If they want something private, they should hold it in the party room. Wedding pictures and videos give account of the event that has divided Sinaloa's opinions. I think that if people schedule it when it's not time for public mass, they should be able to have a private wedding. The groom, Edgar Casares belongs to a close circle with the Sinaloa cartel leadership. His aunt, Blanca Margarita Casares, known as the Empress, has been accused of money laundering for the cartel. Famous singers performed at the party. Calibre 50, José Manuel Figueroa, and Julián Álvarez dedicated their songs to the newlyweds. Since the bride's father is away in a Colorado jail, the bride chair a dance with her mother, El Chapo's second wife, Criselda Lopez. Grisel is Ovidio's sister. Last October he was arrested and released by the Mexican government and it's presumed he was among the guests. Sources confirmed to U News that neither Iván Archibaldo nor Jesús Alfredo Guzmán Salazar, half-brothers of the bride, were present at the wedding. Both who have taken over the Sinaloa cartel are wanted by Mexican and U.S. authorities. Paulina gomez Bullshiner in Mexico City, U News.
0: More of you news after this short break. Welcome back to You News. Horror novelist Stephen King announced on Twitter Friday that he's quitting the social media platform and that he has deleted his profile. The author said he's uncomfortable with the false information Facebook allows in its political advertising. He also cited concerns about Facebook's ability to guard user privacy. The social media giant has faced intense scrutiny over its decision to allow politicians to run ads with false information.